Beautiful greetings, everybody. You're listening to Tea Time with Bitter and Sweet, the show where we talk about the good and the bad, the red and the green, and everything in between. My name is Alex Flores, your bitter best friend, and co-hosting with me as always, the sweetest thing I know, Miss Meredith Prigo. What's up? Hello. Hey. Hi. Meredith, can you tell me what we're drinking today? Um, well, I'm drinking a gunpowder green tea that I got from, it's loose leaf tea from uh, Natural Grocers. It's I love delicious. Lucy tea. I do too. And it has agave in it and almond milk. Agave is one of those flavors that I have to be very conscious of what I'm eating. Yeah. Because it, I don't want the agave flavor with everything. I love agave. I love agave. It's nice, but I can't eat agave with certain things. Right. Well, I, I get that. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. I just enjoy it in my tea. Mm-hmm. I also enjoy honey. It's, it's good. But I wanted agave today. Because I like the flavor. Yay. Top notch. Mm Mm-hmm. I needed something a little bit stronger today. (laughs) So I'm drinking a really nice coffee, a Texas roasted coffee, actually. Let me grab this real quick. It is called Madeline's Backyard Pecan, and it's by a coffee company here in Texas called um, Independence Coffee Company. Independence Coffee. Independence for Texas, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing. <laughs> They're very proud. They are very proud. Not sponsored, by the way. Yeah, not sponsored. <laughs> and if you hear any slurping or setting down of drinks or anything like that, it's because we're having tea. Really? And it's you just should because... be having tea. Yes, I should be having tea, but really, I mean, I just, I needed something strong. Oh, no, I'm not uh, criticizing your coffee drinking. <laughs> I definitely enjoy coffee. I mean, the listener should be drinking tea. Yes. Grab a cup of tea with us. We yeah. would love it. Do it. Mm-hmm. Do it now. <laughs> pause. Uh, pause right pause, now. Pause us. And kettle it up and pour that hot water on some tea bags. <laughs> okay, we'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, so Alex. Yes. What are your passions? My passions? Yes. What do you think that you are most passionate about? I'm really good at being better than people. <laughs> You know, you're going to be a real winner. (laughs) Okay, so I enjoyed learning. I enjoy knowledge. I enjoy philosophy and psychology and those kinds of things. I really have a strong passion for... This is going to sound a little cliched, but I really do have a strong passion for bettering myself, learning about myself, and kind of looking inward to to find my own type of evolution more so than looking outward and being a homosexual from a very very young age i've always had to ask myself very deep concerning questions uh some of them came from dark periods of my life some of them came from very beautiful very happy moments in my life but from a very young age i've always found passion in really asking myself those deep questions and learning about myself And I found that as I grow into adulthood, it really helps me. It gives me the advantage over some people who have not had those self-discovery moments. Right. And it's not so much, I mean, it is a joke that I do like being better than people. But in all honesty, there are people I come across in my life who don't have the same type of self-awareness that I have. And I really find it inspiring when people do have that self-awareness. Right. So I always try, because I want to be somebody who people find inspiring. So I always try to have those moments with myself. Yeah. To me, it sounds like you're saying you're passionate about self-care. 
I am. I am very passionate about self-care, not just mentally, but spiritually. I like to have my own sense of spiritual awareness. I like to take care of my body. I've been a vegetarian for about nine years, going on 10 years now. So I, 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 uh, I really kind of regulate what I put into my body, how I take care of myself, how much sleep I get. Those things are really important to people. Right. And that's what you're passionate about. Yes. So for me, Mine would most likely be music. I'm very passionate about music. Mm -hmm. I got my degree in music therapy. Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, that's something that I'm... I'm also passionate about health, about my health, um, very similar to you, and Um, self-care. I'm passionate also about being an activist for uh, the earth and, you know, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Right now I'm working on trying to lower my impact and that's something I've become very passionate about to the dismay of my fiance. I did see a post that you posted on Instagram yeah. uh, not too long ago of all your little assorted vegetables and canisters and, and Tupperware and things. And it was really, really pretty to see how like you can really impact your life in very yeah. small ways. Right. And it's aesthetically p- pleasing to boot, it is. <laughs> which is really nice. Yes. Uh, so those are the things I, I'm probably more passionate about other things, I guess, but the, those are the main things I think that I'm most passionate about Mm -hmm. right now in my life. Mm -hmm. Uh, what do you think inspires you the most? Where does your inspiration come from? um, That's a good question because one of the themes for my life has always been to look inside and look a little bit deeper. Mm -hmm. I don't really find inspiration from other people more so than I find inspiration from myself. For, uh, and that is so really, self-centered. I know I'm so self-centered. I am really self-centered, and I'm also very self-conscious. Yes. But I've always found it more important to work on yourself than to compare yourself to somebody else, and uh, compare yourself to the ideals and the goals that other people have accomplished. Because whenever you do that, it's kind of unhealthy in a way. I don't. I don't like to compare myself to other people and it makes me feel inferior in a type of way if somebody has or somebody has accomplished something that I haven't then it 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 technically would give me something to strive for but more so than that I would rather look at me and what I have accomplished and what I can do with my life and see where I can go in the future kind of plan out my life a little bit so whenever I think of inspiration I think of the things that I haven't accomplished and the things that I want out of life Right. And I, I agree with a lot of that. Um, I agree with you that you find your inspiration within yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great. Beautiful. I find my inspiration around me, around, mm-hmm. in others. Um, I agree though that, you know, the, the whole idea of comparing yourself is like the killer of self-confidence. It's a double-edged sword. I do feel like a it's definitely a double-edged sword. I do, I do promote people to allow themselves to look up to somebody who inspires them. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. But I do think that we need to be realistic about our goals and about our inspirations and the things that are we find passionate about. Like for me, I wouldn't want to say that recording music and putting it albums is a passion of mine because that's not who I am. That's not what I do. Eventually I would love to do that, but I can't say that because I'm not actually a recording artist. Right. Like there's certain things that you need to be realistic about. If I say that one of my inspirations is, I don't know, like Archimedes, (laughs) 
Like that's just not realistic. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, I think there's a difference to me between comparing yourself Mm -hmm. and then finding inspiration from other people. So like I can find inspiration and cause I watch a lot of YouTube <laughs> and there's a lot of YouTubers that I follow that inspire me to do better. Mm. Um, that I don't compare myself to them necessarily, but I, I find them inspiring and mm-hmm. them inspiring me makes me a better person. It gives you ideas. Right. It it broadens your horizons a little bit. I understand that. And that is one thing that I myself struggle with, broadening my horizons, because I am very much set in my ways most of the time. (laughs) No. (laughs) I don't believe it. (laughs) But I I do wholeheartedly believe that you have to work on yourself before you can be beneficial to anybody else's life. You You have to... There's this really great quote. I don't remember where it comes from, but it's something about your cup, filling your cup with water. Like you can't fill other people's cup until yours is full. I've always heard it as a bucket. So you have a bucket and mm-hmm. you, you have to fill your own bucket with your self-care and mm-hmm. doing things for you mm-hmm. in order to do things for others. And that's where I feel where, especially because of my age, I'm 25 years old, so I'm very, I'm getting into adulthood, but I haven't quite attained the level of adulthood that I want to be able to help other people with. So I still feel like I'm at that place in my life where I have to take care of myself and I have to do for myself before I can share that with other people. Right. So this was a very long intro in order to (laughs) say that today we're talking about finding your niche. So what is it niche or is it niche? Uh, I thought it was finding your niche. I always thought it was finding your niche. Well, you say niche and I'll say niche and we'll cover our bases. Okay. One of us will look stupid. That's fine. (laughs) because <laughs> I've heard I've heard some people say it as niche like finding your niche in life niche. I've, I've heard people say niche all this time uh, I you know maybe I'm either t- could be right both could be wrong that's true we could be saying it completely wrong but let's just say both <laughs> so uh, what is a niche or niche what is it uh, I think that it's something that allows you to have that self-confidence in yourself Because more so than just being good at something, you can be good at just about anything if you practice and you train and you condition yourself well enough. But finding your niche would be finding that aspect of your life or finding that something special in your life that you know provides that self-confidence and self-care for yourself. Mm -hmm. There's this really, really amazing quote by Maya Angelou. Mm -hmm. Angelou? Maya Angelou? I always thought it was Angelou. Man, I, I don't know if we're just not on the same page or what. I don't know. That's okay. Go ahead. Okay. My Angelo or Lou? We'll say both. Well, okay. I'll say Angelou. <laughs> and you can say Angelo. Okay. Okay. So, my Angelou has this quote. And it's on my Tinder, actually, because I want people to think that I'm a spiritual being. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, she has this amazing quote that pertains to this topic very perfectly. And it says... There's a place in you you must keep inviolate. You must keep it pristine, clean, so that nobody has the right to curse you or treat you badly. Nobody. No mother, no father, no wife, no husband, nobody. Because that may be the place you go to when you meet God. Mm. So there is a place inside of you that you have to keep pure. And for everybody, there it, it could be something different. 
there could be there it's that place inside of you where you have the confidence to say no when it's no to say yes when it's yes and to say i don't know let me figure it out there's that place inside of you that has that confidence that virtue so to find your niche i believe is to find that place Mm-hmm. To find that place in you that is clean and pristine and that you have confidence in. It is your virtue. That's what I believe. So, I somewhat agree with you. Okay. But also disagree. Okay. I think... How dare you? <laughs> I think that finding your niche or niche, mm-hmm. give or take, um, I think that finding your your niche in, in life is finding your where you fill in the empty spaces in society. So Hmm. something that you contribute and only you can contribute to the Mm -hmm. world that fills a space that Mm -hmm. wasn't filled before. Mm -hmm. That's what I think finding your niche is. Not necessarily for yourself. Finding your niche is great for yourself, which is why I say I somewhat agree with you. I think Mm -hmm. it gives you fulfillment, gives you confidence, gives you Mm -hmm. something to aspire to in life. Mm -hmm. But I think that in the broader sense of the world, Mm -hmm. I think finding your niche is finding your place in society. Mm. Well, that has to go with your personality type, I believe, because although that is absolutely true, there is, you have your place in the world. You do. Right. Absolutely. Nobody can ever deny that you, you have your place in the world and it, it, it can be entertained that finding your niche is finding that place in the world. Absolutely. But I think there are two different types of people when it comes to how they perceive purpose. I think that purpose in general is a two-way street. It's how you purpose your life and also how the world purposes your life. So I think that those are two different things. Finding your purpose for your life and for yourself and for your own Uh, evolution of body and mind and soul and those kinds of things I think that that's a little bit more independent as to what the world has in store for you deep thoughts Mm -hmm. on tea time with bitter and sweet deep deep thoughts (laughs) deep thoughts (laughs) yeah I I just we got too real too quick (laughs) it happens it really does um so since I feel like on my end, I feel like it's finding your place in society because sure you have a place kind of no matter what, but finding your niche or niche, uh, kind of, I feel like that gives you a spot in the world that makes you feel like you're contributing as opposed to just being a spot in the world, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. you can never find your niche or niche and just kind of be floating around and taking up space and that's you being part of the world or you can find what you want to provide for society that being your niche and then taking it from there and Mm -hmm. feeling like I am contributing in this way gives you confidence gives you a good self-esteem and you know you're providing for society now the one thing that I would have to debate with you And not even so debate, but one of the factors that I think needs to be taken into consideration for your point is that your purpose and how you affect the world can change over time. Absolutely. So when you become a mother, 
your purpose is to provide for your children and to bring those children into the world. Or when you become a father, that is your purpose as well. Or if you don't have children and you work in a hospital, your purpose is to provide for the other people around you. Now, for stages in life, your niche could change. Sure. Varied upon the what world you do. changes as well. That is true. The world changes as well. But for me, I think my niche, my niche, uh, I allow myself to see the world differently as it changes, but always have that place remain within me that is clean and pristine, and it is a virtue within me that will never change. Okay, so finding your niche or niche. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say you found it. You know what your niche or niche is. Congratulations. Hoorah. (laughs) What do you do with it? That's a good question. Yeah. What do you do with that? And that's the whole, that's why I I like kind of my definition of what a niche Mm -hmm. or niche is. Because I feel like once you know what that is, how you contribute it. Mm. then you know kind of what you're going to do mm-hmm. with it. If you see that there is a need and you have that kind of niche or niche, mm-hmm. you can go out and fill that need specifically, mm-hmm. which also I'll talk a little bit more about later, how you can mm-hmm. make your niche into a business. Mm. Um, but we'll talk more about that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so um, what do you do with it? What would you do with it? You were playing me all along, weren't you? I was. You knew. <laughs> you knew. Alex, I know everything. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you're on my side. (laughs) You're welcome. Okay. So, for I guess when it comes down to it, I'm a little bit more of a spiritually inclined thinker. So, I like to think about that place that is within me that elevates my level of being. Now, if I were to find my niche and really understand myself well enough to fulfill a purpose in life... I think that it's a little bit more universal. I think that when you find your niche, you find that moment or you find that place in your life where you're happy, where you're content, and you're okay with the struggles and the obstacles that are presented to you because you have that confidence to take on life. Now, when you find your niche, it radiates. No matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, when you find that contentment and you find that happiness in you, it doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter if you're a mother, if you're a father, if you are a corporate executive, if you're a a physical therapist or a mental psychiatrist, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Whenever you find your niche, it radiates and people can see it. It's that thing that people ask whenever somebody walks into a room and they feel like that person right there has it together. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what your niche is to me. Whenever you can walk into a room and you have it together. Right. So when to answer your question, what do you do with it? I don't feel like it's necessarily defined as an action that you take or a role that you put yourself into. I think more so than anything, what you do with it is inspire others by way of example. Okay. So let's say someone is an activist mm-hmm. for the environment. Mm-hmm. We're just going to put that out there. Okay. So should, okay, they, they're passionate about that. That's their their niche or niche. Mm-hmm. And um, they are really good at this and mm-hmm. good at persuasion to mm-hmm. help others see kind of I like that manipulation. <laughs> I do. I like You call it manipulation. <laughs> I call it persuasion. Okay. Should you make money from that? 
if you have a, a, a skill that is your niche or niche? I think that if you have found what makes you happy, because we're told all throughout our lives that you need to do something that makes you happy. And I think that if you have found something that makes you happy within yourself, then you have to live your life to the fullest, no matter what. And if it happens to be something that you can profit off of, I think as long as you're doing it for morally just reasons and you don't have a corrupt mindset, then I think you should absolutely use your, um, your strengths and your benefits to <laughs> benefit yourself. Right. And um, I agree with that. I think that if you find your niche or niche and you think that that could benefit other people and you could possibly profit off, off, it, off of that, and it's not necessarily being corrupt or selfish necessarily, um, depending on what it is. Right. If your niche or niche is to... You're really good at stealing cars. Or just really good at talking people out of their money. <laughs> let's not pursue that. No, let's try to focus those energies into something that's a little bit more positive. Yes, let's make the world a better place and yeah. just refrain from thievery. Unless you're Robin Hood. Because if you're Robin Hood, then you do you, boo. Yeah, steal from Trump and give to everybody else. <laughs> if you want to steal one of Trump's cars, I do not um, He probably advise that. wouldn't even notice. <laughs> He'd be like, I have so many. I, I don't I don't know. I never I didn't even notice. Even still, I don't think it's a good idea. No, I agree. Please don't steal. <laughs> I'm not encouraging you to steal any cars. So I found a website, and the website is called entrepreneur.com. Okay. And it basically is kind of a somewhat of a blog mm -hmm. explaining how to make your, your niche or niche into a business, mm -hmm. how you can mm -hmm. do that, which I thought was very interesting, so mm -hmm. I thought I'd share. Yay. Um, the first one says to identify your interests and passions. Mm -hmm. So identifying what you're passionate about what is interesting to you? And he says to make a list of the 10 topical interests that you have. Okay. Just right offhand. Mm -hmm. Seeing if any of those kind of fill a space that you think you can, like he says in, in the second tip, which is identify problems you can solve. Okay. So what he's saying is identify the consumer relationship between product and demand. Yes. So uh, I'm trying to think of a problem my head is stuck in, in environmental issues i don't <laughs> you just know keep why about activists and minimalism and all of these things that you're passionate about and... it's fine i'm using my <laughs> passions to share how you can make your passion into a sustainable business okay i'll allow it okay thank you <laughs> so identifying problems that you can fix so if you feel like you are really good at persuading people to be more um low waste or um, you're really good at, I'm trying to think of any issues that you see in life. If you see a problem, do you have a niche that can fix that problem? Do you have something that people need? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, I feel like that's what businesses should all ask themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, people have to wear clothes. Mm -hmm. So obviously clothing right. stores, I mean, they don't have to wear clothes. Mm -hmm. You could be a, a, a nudist and that's fine. I accept that. I accept you. Not accept. You're just fine. <laughs> If you're attractive, I'll accept you. <laughs> nice. But, okay, in all honesty, though, uh, getting back to the subject, whenever it comes to if you have something that people need, I think turning it into a business or becoming an entrepreneur isn't so much if you have something that people need 
I think it's more so, can you convince the world that they need it? Right. And another good thing to do is probably looking at trending. What's trending right now? Where, where can I fit in with what's happening at the moment? Yeah, the person who convinced the entire world that they needed a fidget spinner is raking in the money. I'm sure. Oh my God. Fidget cubes, fidget spinners, not sponsored. Their passion is <laughs> ADHD. <laughs> I would love if somebody who had ADHD was the actual inventor of fidget That'd spinners. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be awesome. Uh, okay, so the third tip that this entrepreneur.com person says mm-hmm. is to research your competition, which I think is great. So researching, basically he says, find um, what the highest competition is and just be a little better than that. <laughs> and I was like, that's so smart. <laughs> that really is smart. So just, you know, find, and if the competition, he says, if you happen to have a passion in something that has very low standards and low competition, Mm -hmm. the better, because Mm -hmm. then you can just be a little more above that and people will eat you up. Like they'll love everything that you have to say and do and support you because you're doing better than your competition. So researching your competition Mm -hmm. is very important Mm -hmm. in order to have a business, making it your business uh, thrive. I thrive. Do you? I rise. (laughs) Okay. Uh, and then the fourth one is to determine the profitability of mm. your niche or niche. So determining how much you can actually profit from what you're wanting to do. Or how you profit. Right. Because it's not so much just money. I mean, like, throughout the years, bartering has been a thing. You can provide for people in a way that you're not necessarily making money, but you're still fulfilling a demand. Definitely. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um yeah, I, I think that figuring out how profitable it can be could be important for you. I mean, obviously financially, mm-hmm. because if you want to pursue your niche or niche, mm-hmm. then you need to know if it's something that's going to be able, if you need an, a second job, mm-hmm. if you're going to have to do something else on the side. Um, a big thing right now is I know that a lot of YouTubers end up having to like um, provide merchandise and then a lot of people do eBooks. And so they have a lot of things on the side yes. that they do so that they can provide quality content on YouTube and be able to use that as their job. Right. Um, which is, I'm assuming their niche niche or niche. Mm -hmm. And then the last one is to test your idea. So you can have this idea all you want and then never do anything about it. (laughs) And so the big thing is to actually do it, test it out and see on your family and friends and see if that's something that you feel they feel like could be something good. Correct. Which I thought was also a very mm-hmm. good idea. Now, thinking about it, just as you're talking about it, the gears are rolling in my mind. And I've always thought that I have a nice voice for people to listen to. People all my life has told me I have a great voice for radio. I also have a great face for radio, but that's besides the point. Now, I have thought about becoming a narrator for audiobooks. I've thought about doing podcasts such as the lovely one that we're doing now. Indeed. Now, there is something to be inspired by people who can speak and people who... Speeple. Speeple? (laughs) Yes, speeple. Have you never heard of it? I haven't. Okay, well, it's a new thing. (laughs) Just like fidget spinners. Can you profit off of it? I can. Oh. I don't know about anybody else. Well, I guess you found your niche or niche. (laughs) You don't need this podcast at all. Actually, I need you. Oh, babe. We don't have to have the podcast, but 
I mean, if you're not around, there is no podcast. Truth. I mean, I would give you some snaps, but I'm afraid it would be really weird in the mic. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. What was I saying? Speeple. Mm -hmm. Yes. Speeple in the world. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be a new word. Oh, goodness. We're going to start saying that now. Speeple. So there are speeple who can speak correctly. (laughs) Apparently, I'm not one of them, so I'm going to have to work on that. that. Goodness gracious. I'm trying to be all professional. (laughs) And then here we go with the fucking speeple. It's fine. Anyway. So I like to record, I like to put my voice down, I like for people to hear me, not because I'm conceited, but because I think there is something special about somebody who can not only entertain, but to inform. Yeah. And there are people in the world who just go around talking to people. Uh, There are self-help guides, self-help gurus, people who just go around and talk to people and share their experience. And I definitely feel like that could be part of my niche. Because not only have I found a place within me that I'm working on evolving as that clean and pristine, that, that, that moment for myself, the place where I might go to when I meet God, but I mean, that part can be inspiring. And if you can speak to people, if you can relay those messages, then that's something that you can profit off of. So as it goes into how to entrepreneur yourself, finding what you're good at may not necessarily be finding your niche but when you find your niche it is something that you have to think about right what i have really taken from reading that article and all of this just in general Mm -hmm. is that you know from a business standpoint if you're wanting to make your niche or niche a business you're Mm -hmm. wanting to profit off of it you can find your niche or niche and it you know all you want and it be everything that you're satisfactory with and that Mm -hmm. fulfills you great Mm -hmm. but if there is not a need or a a a problem for you to fix Mm -hmm. then it will not profit that's basically what i've taken from this so if you want to profit off of it then you should find the problems that you can fix personally so if there's a problem in this world that you feel like you can fulfill you can Mm -hmm. you can contribute to the Mm -hmm. fixing right then it is it is to be said that we're focusing on how to profit out of finding your place in the world but for them you know there are people who find their place in the world that don't profit off of it on purpose i mean like think of shaolin monks like they have found the purpose in their life and it they're not trying to benefit the great economy of the world in any way they're just trying to find peace within themselves and peace within their environment and that's i mean like that's one of the most beautiful things in the world people who can find that serenity you know Buddhism um, is a huge, um, I, don't, I don't know if I want to call it a religion, but a huge way, uh, a very impactful way to find that serenity, right. but they don't profit off of it. Right. Well, to me, that's not necessarily finding your niche or niche. That's just finding yourself. For me, those are two of the same thing. It's not the same. <laughs> I disagree. Okay. But... You are entitled to your wrong opinion. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. So, mm-hmm. if you are wanting to find a niche or niche, mm-hmm. and you are kind of like, I don't know mm-hmm. my niche or niche, I kind of gave you some tips. So, you're really asking too much of me at the moment. <laughs> you should just say you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. But, I also, I got you. If you're still struggling, you're like, man, I really don't know what my niche or niche is. 
we got you. We we're gonna shoot off some niches or niches that you can Yay. possibly profit off of, or mm-hmm. that you just enjoy. If something like it, Absolutely. it's almost like a hobby. Either a hobby mm-hmm. that could be profitable, but also that you could just have. And also, it's perfectly fine to stumble across what fulfills you in life. You don't have to go out looking for it. You can just be living your best life, and all of a sudden you realize, you know what? I'm really good at hooking. What is hooking? Like hookers. Oh, got it. <laughs> Sex workers. I'm really good at that. You can turn that into... I'm not. Let me clarify that. (laughs) I am not good at that. Just if somebody was like, oh, I'm good at that. I was quoting them. So there's the Karma Sutra. Okay. And then there are people who study Karma Sutra and they become sex therapists. Okay. I think that's the professional way um, of turning sex into a profitable organization. Have you ever heard of sex therapists? No. Also, I don't know if you uh, have ever heard of a thing called Pure Love. It's the organization that goes to people's houses and they host parties. And they, um, they have all these toys and these gifts and this information about how to spice up your sex life. Mm. Definitely not sponsored, but I do know somebody who is in Pure Love. So, I mean, that's just... I, that's how I'm trying to approve hooking right now. <laughs> well, that's fine. But if that's your your niche or niche, then yeah. If sex is what you're good at, then be good at it. Don't be ashamed of it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. There are so many different ways. And you know what? That actually, tying into the point, there are, you should not be ashamed of whatever fulfills you in life. Unless, of course, it is, I don't know. Like, unless you're a sociopath and you prefer unless killing. If you're really people. good at killing people, then I don't approve that. But if I don't want people to feel ashamed about who they are or what they do, because that's one of my huge goals in life mm-hmm. is to is acceptance and love. So if sex is what you're good at, then sex is what you're good at. Yes. So I'm just going to shoot off some of these other <laughs> niches <clears throat> because sex is something that you could have as your niche or niche. Mm-hmm. But, um, there are other things too. That um, if, yeah, if you're not, I mean, sure. If you're not good at that, I have some other <laughs> ideas for you. If you are good at that, give me a call. You want to give out your phone number? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. <laughs> okay, so if you're in the auto, if you want to find your niche in the auto industry, let's say you're good with cars, mm-hmm. you could get really good at car care products. Mm-hmm which is good, uh, and other techniques and mm-hmm. figuring out the costs, and that could be your, your niche or niche if you're a mechanic. Um, the marketing side of auto repair. Yes. Got you. Um, if you're really good with information, if you're really good with organizing, if you're really good with kind of uh, not necessarily fixing cars, but understanding people's problems, then this might be a little bit of the pathway that you might want to go down. Right. Or if you really want the inside of your car to look good, maybe you sell car accessories and Mm -hmm. that just becomes your niche or niche or maybe you go to junkyards and buy cars for 200 300 bucks and then take out the parts that are good and then make one good monster legendary just like vehicle exactly yeah i think there are movies about that the the ideas are endless you could be a star Another way that you could find your niche or niche is if you're really good at uh, with clothing. So accessorizing. Mm, I'm sorry, I have to interrupt. This tea is amazing. Good. 
I'm glad you're enjoying it. <laughs> it is very good. It's a little bitter, but it's tasty. Right. Just to let everybody know, I um I made Meredith give me some of her tea. Yeah. Because I ran out of coffee. It's delicious. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Mm. Gunpowder green tea for life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, so if you're good at accessorizing, yes, clothing. There's tons of things you can do with that. Here we go. <laughs> tons <laughs> of things. So if um. Let's say the person that comes to mind, I'm trying to remember her name. She's an actress. I think it's Kate Hudson, maybe. But uh, she specifically makes exercising or uh, like for fitness clothing. Mm. So she has oh. found specifically yeah. certain kinds of clothing that she is good at making. Yoga pants. Right. Or sports bras is like a big thing with her. Oh, yeah. So that kind of thing. Or if you're good at customizable t-shirts... If you're really good mm-hmm. at selling clothing and that's your niche mm-hmm. or niche, there are tons of places you can go and work. Branding. If you can brand something, then you can make money doing just about anything. Right. Uh, if you're really good at coming up with certain colors of the seasons, like you mm-hmm. know what's in. Right. What's fashionable. If you understand like seasonal trends. Right. Okay. I, I follow a YouTuber actually, who, uh, Jenny Mustard, and she mm-hmm. is a fashion Blogger. Oh, we love Jenny Mustard. We love her. And her husband, what's his name? David. David. I love David. He also has his own YouTube channel mm-hmm. um, that's about movies, and I love mm. that channel so much. It's There's something to be said that people who can inspire other people, it's it really is. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. And also, I'm like a big movie nerd, and so I really enjoy his You're a big nerd in general. Yes. <laughs> it's my niche or niche. I like it. Thank you. I approve. Uh, so continue uh, for clothes again. Shoes. If you're really good at shoes, mm-hmm. there are people who specialize in shoes. You could go to specific stores and mm-hmm. be good at selling them, or you could be really good even at making them. There's a big, um, there's big profit in making shoes, especially you know, if you make them for high designers and mm. uh, high end designers. Not high designers. You know, they're sitting in the back smoking pot or something like that. <laughs> I've always wondered about shoemakers because I don't, I don't know like how many, I don't know anybody who has ever told me that they're in the shoemaking business. Yeah, it is a very obscure business, but if you feel like you'd be good at it then, but also I I was watching, um, oh man, there's a documentary about a man and I can't remember right now, but he, there are lots of those. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That does not help me, but he, he's a. Who's the guy who makes the shoes that all of the bottoms are red? Oh, red bottoms. You're talking about Louis Vuitton. Yes. Okay, so I watched... Louis Vuitton. Yes. I watched a a documentary about him, and he has them make his shoes, Mm -hmm. and they, uh, they do them individually. And it was really interesting to see them all like they're very passionate about this and this is what they're good at mm-hmm. and i was like that's so cool i would mm-hmm. not be good at that but it's it's awesome not only that but they have not only have they branded it but they've also trademarked it i right. don't know if you knew that but yes i did red bottom shoes are trademarked because of yes the well, red the, bottom because yeah. of the uh documentary i watched i now know this i right. did not beforehand mm-hmm. so any other shoe company that tries to put a red bottom on their heels that color is trademarked. Mm-hmm. You cannot make red bottom shoes. The only person who can legally make red bottom shoes. Probably that certain shade of red because I've definitely yeah. seen other. Like maroons. Yes. But who cares about maroon? Well, anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm going to move on. Okay. Uh, food, health, and nutritional niches. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it almost sounds like I'm saying bitches. I approve. But yeah, niche or niche. <laughs> okay. So uh, if you're really good at telling people how to lose weight, <laughs> if you're good at telling but not doing, that's a little different. If you're good at telling but not doing, you're kind of a cunt. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, diet plans. Mm-hmm. Nutritional availability of fruits and vegetables. So if you're good at kind of explaining that kind of thing to other people of like this kind of... Getting people motivated. You need more vitamin A. So these are the fruits and vegetables Mm. that you need in order to do that. I'm talking about what's harmful to your body. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're really good at recipes, cooking, and you're Mm -hmm. good at cooking healthy meals. A lot... I watch a lot of YouTube about that. I watch a lot of people Mm -hmm. cooking in videos Mm -hmm. And I enjoy it immensely. Now that comes down to knowing the correct information and being able to execute what is proper. Sure. Yeah, I think that it's, um, it takes certain people to have that talent, which is, mm-hmm. you know, why we're talking about this today. Right. Niches. Niches. Nichees. <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to keep on coming up with extra words. It's fine. Spiple. Spiple. I love it. If you're really good at gym uh, fitness, if you're good at telling people how to, how they should get fit, mm-hmm. that's a big market. Mm-hmm. Uh, Low-carb diets, low-fat diets, I don't agree with those, mm-hmm. but if you're good at explaining those kinds of things, mm-hmm. all power to you. Now, the question is beginning to raise for me, just in the back of my mind. Okay. Education. A lot of people say you have to get a degree whenever you're done with high school to find your place in the world. You have to educate yourself. You have to do this or do that. Or some people go to a conservatory or some people do an apprenticeship. Do you think that education plays a bigger factor in finding your niche than not? For me, it did. Okay, yeah, you're right. So I think that certain things, like for example, mm-hmm. the next uh, like topic or next section mm-hmm. of this article that I'm reading mm-hmm. all of the, the niches or niches off of, mm-hmm. is um, like computer area. So if you're mm-hmm. like really good with computers, if you go to college for that, that could even mm-hmm. expand mm-hmm. your knowledge and possibly mm-hmm. even give you a That's leg true. up a- right. above your competition. Now to clarify, you your passion you said was music, music. and your degree is in music therapy. It is. So not only have you found a way to turn your passion into something profitable, but you've also educated yourself in psychology. Right. So things kind of all factor in together, so that kind of broadened your horizons. Exactly. Okay. And that it makes me more qualified than, say, if somebody's just giving... Um, like, there's a program, for example. Um, this is probably more information than people need. Mm-hmm. But there's a program called Music and Memory. Mm-hmm. And so it's great. It's like people have their preferred music on an iPod. It's for the elderly mostly. That's where it's geared towards. And they have an iPod and they listen to music. And most people are like, oh yeah, that's music therapy. Great. But it's not music therapy because um, they're not specialized in doing music therapy. So if you're not specialized in doing that certain thing, then you're not as experienced as someone who who could someone needs to be there to talk them through the tough struggles Mm -hmm. that they have maybe with a song maybe Mm -hmm. a song reminds them of something and it's devastating to them but they can't explain why a music Mm -hmm. therapist can go in there and explain yeah or at least talk them through it help them get through that Mm -hmm. as opposed to somebody who doesn't have any experience in psychology doesn't have any experience with Mm -hmm. music therapy in general so that is something to be said then once you find your niche it's 
It, it, it could it, be very beneficial. It could be bene- to, very beneficial. But once you find your niche, I wholeheartedly believe that even then, you still need to educate yourself. You true. still need to research. You still need to put yourself out there and learn and experience the things that can elevate you. People should educate themselves just, just in, in general. In, in all facets of life. If mm-hmm. you are interested in something, then you should research that. Yes. And do the best you can. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to read the topics now, like the, the main topic. So you could, if you have an interest in electronics, there's many things that you mm-hmm. could do with that. Oh, I keep on interrupting you. You keep trying to get through this list. I'm just trying to get through it, Alex. And <laughs> okay, you're here I go. You. Shutting up. Yep. Um, yeah. So electronics, um, if you're good with electronics, you could possibly profit off of that. Mm-hmm. Or if you just want to be good at it, you know, that's the thing too. Um, Another one is home decor. If you're good at mm. feng shui or yes. something like that, people make a lot of money off of that. Oh, yeah, they do. So, you know, if you're good at that kind of thing, great. Uh, and, and also that goes for both women and men because I know a lot of women are thinking of like how to decorate a room. But a lot of men are thinking how to build a room, like how to build cabinets, how to build shelves, how to build... Like, our minds go into two different places. I feel like women think that way, too. I feel like people are conditioned to think a certain way. Mm -hmm. And more so than anything, women are really good at finding colors that go together. Finding Like, not gay men are also really good at it, too. But I, I feel like... No matter what you're going into, there are certain categories that you can do. So do you feel like gay men have like the ultimate power because they're both feminine and masculine or can be? Absolutely. I believe that gay men are better than just about everybody. All right. I'm going to move on from that (laughs) and refrain. Uh, If you're good at media, there's all kinds of jobs you can do with media. Mm -hmm. Um, You can be good at, there's like a certain thing that you can do where you're like a monitor so you basically, your job is to look through things and flag things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's basically a media monitor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a guy who worked for a television station one time, and he said that his job was to watch TV shows and insert commercials. So he would literally just watch for TV shows. He would cut out as many edits as he needed to cut out from the shows that were not good edits. So like, um, what are they called? Whenever you notice something in a show, um, like a continu- con- um, they're called continuity errors. Mm-hmm. Continuity errors. His job was to find the continuity errors and cut them out. And he did insert commercials, insert breaks, things like that. So um, just watching TV all day long. <laughs> if that's your passion and you can find I mean, a way to make a profit off of it, mm-hmm. I mean, why not? Mm-hmm. Be a, a critic or... Um, do like you said, be a person who watches TV and inserts the advertisements and all of that jazz. I would be amazing at judging people. (laughs) That would be a job for me. Let me interrupt you and say that you are. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. Mm. Um, I'm not going to read any more of this list. If you want to (laughs) figure out what your niche or niche is, it was on affiliamarketer.com. Yes. And it's just list niche ideas. I've taken up too much time. 
yeah, I'm just gonna, there's other things. There's education. There's, mm. uh, I mean, the list goes on and on, even, not even on this website, but the, the things that you can find passion in just go on and on. Like pe- people find passion in mowing yards. I really like the first guy's idea and just make a list of your 10 top passions mm-hmm. and see if there's a need for any mm-hmm. of those. I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Um, so we need to move on. It's time for our next segment. Brewing something bitter. Yeah. I don't know that that's a... I don't know. <laughs> transition. But anyway, go ahead. But, uh, so we're going to talk about the things in our lives that make us a little bit bitter. And today, I am exhausted. Uh, that's just... Poor Alex. I know. <laughs> I am a poor, poor, fragile little I would pet you, but... Don't touch me. I don't want to. <laughs> so I do have a full-time job. I work in the healthcare industry. And people who work in the healthcare industry know that we get overworked a lot. Because the need for people in healthcare industry is vast. Sure. So I work overtime a lot. And for the last two weeks, I've been working myself to the bone Mm. and it's just it's one of those things that makes me feel really good about myself because i know that i'm providing for other people but also whenever and when that paycheck comes in it's about as fat as my ass is so that's nice and that ladies and gentlemen is fat (laughs) thank you just joking thank you so much i think you're beautiful i am i know i just said that okay cool i'm always right i know everything How did the tables get turned so quickly? I don't know. You know everything, and I'm fucking up spiepel. <laughs> spiepel. Spiepel. I just love that. that I'm going to bring that up from now on. That's fine. <laughs> People, it's like an inside joke now, and if you haven't listened to all of the podcasts, you won't get it. No. So it's like a, yeah. a, a finger elite, to everybody. Our elite listeners will understand the spiepel of the world. The <laughs> But you know what? I contribute... My inability to speak with how tired I am and how exhausted I am. And that makes sense. So and I, here's I, my excuse. That's fine. I totally get that. And I, <laughs> I kind of work in a medical profession somewhat. I work at a nursing home, mm-hmm. but I'm in charge of activities. Mm-hmm. Um, but I work around a lot of uh, CNAs mm-hmm. and they do get exhausted as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they, yeah. you know, having... Not having to take care of people, but they've, I'm assuming most of them have found their niche or niche. Yes. And they now provide care for those mm-hmm. who can't care for themselves, which is a noble and awesome profession. Beautiful. CNAs, you're wonderful. Shout out to just about anybody who works in the healthcare profession. Yeah. Good job you contributing to... Good job to us. <laughs> us. <laughs> I don't really work in the medical profession, but I work in the profession of caring. Yeah. Anyway, okay. my bitter thing this week is where the hell are all the bulk stores? Where mm. are the bulk stores in Texas? I want to live this low-waste life, and Texas makes it hard. Yeah, they do. They do. They and, really do. And so I, I have to go to a bunch of different stores recently so that I can do the best that I can. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to decide if, since I drive all over everywhere, all over God's green earth... <laughs> To get my bulk items Mm. and to get things that are plastic free, am I still providing carbon monoxide (laughs) from my car? (laughs) Like the amount that I drive, is it really worth it or am I causing causing more damage anyway? So I don't know. One day I'll try to figure that out. Mm -hmm. I'm not really certain. Statistics. Texas is really big, so it's very difficult to... We also like things to be big in I Texas. Know. The what bigger, the... the better. What 
The higher the hair, the closer to God. I guess. And that's one of those Texas things. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. You've never heard that before? I have never heard that phrase the, before. The and I've the, lived the, in Texas my whole life. I don't know if it's the higher the hair or the bigger the hair. I think it's the bigger the or the taller the hair. The the taller the hair. As the in like a bu- as in a bunny? Like a hair, like a rabbit? No, I'm talking about actual like human hair oh, okay. on your head. Like a fro. Like the taller the hair. Like you know how people used to tease oh, their hair. Oh, like, like they the, tease their yes, hair. Yes, they tease their hair and they make it really big. I and get it makes it. their face look really small. <laughs> and then their hair is like a solid rock because they've used a whole can of mm-hmm. hairspray. Correct. Yes. Okay. Now I understand. The higher the hair, the closer to God. Yes. Okay. That's and just a Texas thing. <laughs> I've never, I've never You've heard that. You've never heard that? No. Well, it's really prevalent in the drag community because we need our oh. hair to be huge in order to make our face look tiny and make I it see. look more feminine. Yeah. So it's a, it's a really prevalent thing, but I know that it came from Texas. Yeah. I didn't know that, but I can see that because... I, I don't wear my hair like that, no. obviously, <laughs> but I, I, I definitely could see mm-hmm. that. I was thinking like a rabbit, like a hair. Oh, a hair hair. Yeah. Like a, a no. bunny. Mm-mm. Those things do not get very high. Okay. Well, anyway, so yeah, the, not <laughs> being able to have the, the things that I need in order to live low waste. And there's still things that I can't get that are not low waste. And some things I feel like I need, but maybe I don't. So it's just a constant kind of struggle recently with me of whether or not I'm actually wasting more or not. Mm -hmm. So for our next and last segment, what is sweet this week, Alex? Oh, I am sweet. Are you? I am. I don't agree. Okay. Well, I'll go fuck off then. (laughs) I... Um, I'm moving. I'm just joking. I, I let me, <laughs> I, I'm just joking. You are a very sweet and kind person. I can be sweet when I want to be. Yes. Sweet. I was about to say, I think you're selectively sweet. I am selectively sweet. And, and I'm, I'm okay happy to that. be one of those people that you're selectively sweet to most of the time. <laughs> I've never been actually angry with you. Which I know. We I never think, argue. Yeah. We don't ever argue. Over we the just years, have differences of opinion. We do. We do have a lot of differences of opinion. Most of the time I'm right. But you're wrong. Okay. So we have known each other for many, many years. Yes. And, um, we've never actually had like a full out argument before. We just disagree, but we don't really get mad about it. Right. Which is kind of cool. I think, which is very, very something like that's special for me. I I agree because (laughs) you argue with everybody. Yes. And the drop of the hat like that. Yes, Absolutely. Okay, so what was I talking Apartment, about? I think. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm moving into my own place. I was living with my family for a while, and now it's time for me to move out again. But we're kind of gypsy-ish. We like to move around a lot, and we rely on each other a lot. So whenever my mom moved, whenever my mother moved back into town, she moved in with me, and then she found her own place. And then after a while, I moved in with her. And now I'm moving back out to get my own place again. It's a very, it's a very us kind of thing. Independence. Yes, I love, I'm so ready to find, because as much as I love being with my family, I also love having my own space. Yeah, your mom's a cool cat, so. She really is. I love her to death. I I love her too. Mm Mm-hmm. 
but I can't stay with her for very long. <laughs> so I have to find my own place. And I had a viewing for an apartment um, yesterday, and I'm on the hunt. Things are looking up really, really well, and I'm so close. I'm weeks. I'm weeks away from having my own place, and I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm also ready for you. Thank you. I, I'm excited for you <laughs> as well. And if you need help moving, let me know. Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay, cool. Is that it? You didn't say what was sweet. Well, sweet. I know, but are you done with your your little... Yes. Okay. I am. Because I have two things. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, two things. I do have two things. So I normally would just do one, but I, I really I really have two things. Okay. Okay, so... You're just really excited this Yes. Week. So the first thing, because I got two new things this week, and I was like, I have to share both. Oh, my goodness. So the first thing is um, I don't know where it came from. I don't know how you can get it, and I don't know if you could get it like shipped to you. So this might be just like a tease. Are you talking about a man? No, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm talking about chocolate. So close. Okay. Okay. Almost okay. just as oh, good. Just, I mean, to each their own. Yes. <laughs> uh, and it's called dude sweet. You are talking about a man. <laughs> I knew it. It's, it's the brand. Oh, okay. <laughs> the brand is called dude sweet. Dude. D U D E. Dude. Dude. Exactly. Dude. Dude. Sweet. That's what I read it Sweet. as. Sweet. It just sounds like a surfer. It like, probably is. Dude. But I've had this like, I, I got all kinds of chocolate. I'll show you when we're done recording. Okay. I got all kinds of chocolate from my mom. Mm -hmm. My mom came and visited. Yes. Um, and she brought gifts hmm. and one of them she brought was this dude sweet chocolate so mm -hmm. there's like one that's called chocolate salami which sounds really gross mm -hmm. but it's it doesn't have any meat in it um it's just like a log of chocolate and dates and figs and stuff and you can it's like the same kind of feel as salami i'm but getting it's, really excited about how sexual this is <laughs> but it's chocolate which is great and then uh, some sweet dude salami <laughs> yeah dude nice. sweet salami oh, okay yeah whatever come on Alex. I am. Get it together. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm very uncomfortable all of a sudden. That's right. That was probably too far. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, but anyway, and then there's also these um, chocolate fudge. Mm -hmm. um, and they are so good, Alex. Mm. It is, oh my God. I, I was eating one um, while I was watching a movie with uh, my fiance, Russell. Mm -hmm. And it's so good. The one I had was coffee. Mm -hmm. it, so it has like coffee grounds in it mm -hmm. and it's very smooth and mm. Mm, delicious. I mm. go on for days, but mm. anyway, it's Talk dirty to me. Okay. And then my last sweet this week uh -huh. is I got this. Um, I was telling one of my coworkers, I, I work with some really cool people. Mm -hmm. I was telling one of my coworkers, I'm not sleeping well recently. I hurt my mm. back and I just, it's awful. And mm -hmm. so I'm tired all the time. And she said, well, I have this lotion that I rub on my son's legs and his feet at night. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're supposed to do with it. And uh, it's called earthly good night lotion. So she gave me the end of her, her lotion that she had. She said she bought a new um, container of it. Mm. And like, um, she says she would give me the end of her old one. And she said, as long as you don't mind, like the fingerprints being in it and everything. And I was like, I don't care. Mm. Um, but I'd used it and it is wonderful. Really? So if you have trouble sleeping, this might be, and it's all natural. Mm -hmm. It's called earthly good night lotion. 
and it's super duper awesome. It's you got, know those memes of that say how I sleep knowing that my boyfriend is cheating, but I'm cheating too, and then like it's a pug dog in a blanket, just like. Just like sleeping soundly. I've never seen those. You've never seen those? I don't think I seek things out like that. (laughs) (laughs) I think I tend to avoid (laughs) those things. Not for any reason other than they're just really negative. But they're so funny. (laughs) Occasionally I might run into something similar, but... I'll start sending them to you when I find them. Great. I have an entire collection. I cannot wait. I, neither can I. All right. So the ingredients in this is apricot oil, shea butter, mango butter, candelia wax, candelia, kill, I don't know if that's how you say it, magnesium chloride flakes, mm. um, organic lavender essential oil, and that's it. I love lavender essentials. Me too. And it smells like lavender. I'll let you smell mm. this again. Um, but it's, um, you just take, it says take a pea-sized amount and put it on your legs at bedtime. Mm. And so I've started doing that. I do more than a pea-sized because I have big legs. And, uh, <laughs> and I do that at night. I'll rub it on my feet. Let's just clarify though. You're a really tall person. Yes. That's why your legs are big. They're, they're very long, <laughs> linky, but I also, I have massive thighs. It's fine. <laughs> I've come to accept them. I love them as okay. they are. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I, I rub it on my legs at night and the, it's wonderful. Like mm. I've been sleeping like a baby, mm. probably the muscle relaxers the doctor gave me and my sleepy time tea <laughs> helps. But also, this is awesome. I mean, it could be enlightenment. It could be a muscle relaxer. You it, never really you know. You never know. I mean... So, yes, it's it's awesome. So if you are having trouble sleeping, I highly suggest it. And if you're more into the natural products, Tell me what it was called one more time. Earthly Good Night Lotion. Okay, who makes it? Um, it's by Earthly. So you go to www.earthly.com. Not sponsored. Earthly as in E-A-R-T-H-L-E-Y. We need to get some of these sponsors. Right? I mean, like, we keep every single time, it's just like not sponsored, not sponsored. We're not, not sponsored. sponsored by them. We're not. But we just value. If you want us to say something nice about you, give us some money. <laughs> like, that's. Or don't, because we do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> just send us free shit, and I bet people, that'll be fine. <laughs> people are like, why should we sponsor them? They just say that they like our shit anyway. Uh, anyway, you got anything else? I think that's about it. Cool. I mean, like, there's so much that we could talk about on this particular subject. We could definitely have a round two. We could have a drunk round two. <laughs> we'll see. We'll, <laughs> We've already tried that once, and it just it wasn't working out. <laughs> well, that's because we had some really strong alcohol. Yeah. And I already don't know how to speak, so that doesn't help any. <laughs> I know. You'd be speepling everywhere. <laughs> Okay, so I think that's about it for today. Yeah. So we're going to wrap it up. If you have um, any comments, questions, or concerns, of course, I'm talking to you, my beautiful listeners, uh, we would love to hear from you. All of our uh, information for contacting us is going to be in the description, so you are more than welcome to send us an email, find us on social media, um, all that good jazz. Yeah. Uh, Unless you have anything else, that'll that'll be it for us. I don't. That's it. Yo. Beautiful farewells, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Bye.